Lisa here from Delhi the Explorer with my amiga. Hi, Pinky from Bondia con Pinky, and together we are Bougie Tias. Cheers! Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two, numero dos. dos. Today we are going to talk about bougie and what does bougie mean to us? Because and Bougie Tias, the podcast. <laughs> but like we mentioned in the first episode. Why are we doing this? Why not? And it's kind of why this name or why that's the focus of the conversation <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, so like, how do you define bougie? Like bougie to me is like luxury, high class, like living our best life. The first thing I think about is the song Bad and Bougie from Migos. Bad and bougie, bad and bougie. Um, but coming from like bourgeoisie, I mean, in, back in the day, it's, has this like upper class connotation to it, um, which could be true, right? If women are making money, if we're making money and we're wealthy and we're in this abundance mindset, we have the right to feel luxurious and we're worthy of that, right? Talking about worthiness and the affirmations we talked about, right? I'm worthy, I'm loved, um, what's the other one? I am enough. So um, kind of, I think we're kind of taking this term and making it our own but also giving people permission to also be in the energy of what it means to be bougie. Yes, and anybody can be bougie, to be honest. Yeah. Like you don't exactly. have to have that. Yes, the wealth comes in with the definition, but you don't have to have that wealth or luxury to be bougie. Right, it's kind of like a mindset. <clears throat> yeah, and like the Diaz part comes like in because we we're both aunts, Delisa doesn't is not is an aunt to like her cousin's kids and she was always like a babysitter. So it's like an aunt. Yeah. And I have three, two two nieces and one nephew. And I feel like we're like that that aunt that dear that they want to come to and like ask for advice about life and to show them like, hey, it's okay to fail and it's okay, you know, to do certain things, but just keep going and don't let, don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not good enough for anything. And I, mm -hmm. and that's what I want. That's what we want to show like everyone, not even just to them, but to everyone, like you could be bougie in your own way <laughs> and you're like, go to PS for advice. Yes. And li live your most authentic life through the lens of what it means to be bougie. And, and Diaz, like you growing up, we've always had that Thea that was always fun and you always went to her to talk about certain things and like who's always funny and like in a good mood. So I feel like we want to embody kind of that essence of that Thea and what, it, and and also we're a little older, a little bit more wise that we want to share what we're, what we've learned along the way, but also, I mean, share what we're still learning in life, um, I think is part of the bougie Thea's fun. Yes. Yeah, and then we're both from, you know, first, we're both first generation Americans. Um, Delicia, you can start with your you know, <laughs> background. <laughs> well, like I mentioned in the first episode, my parents are from Paraguay. I was born in New Jersey. So I call myself Ameriwaya, Paraguayan American. And growing up, I grew up around other Ameriwayos and Paraguayan Americans. So we were always surrounded by first generation children of immigrants. They were our friends and then our parents were friends. So I always felt like 
we weren't out of the ordinary. Like it was our normal because we were always in these circles. So I didn't really identify as first gen until like college where people were like, are you the first to go to college in the US? And I was like, yes. But my mom went to school in Paraguay. My dad was about to start college before they immigrated. So my uncle's a lawyer. So education or like higher education is part of our like family experience. My grandmother is a teacher. She's licensed. She was a teacher for 40 plus years. So she has formal schooling, formal education in Paraguay. So, and then in high school, all my friends were like Latinos or Portuguese um, identifying that moved from Newark to Bridgewater. Um, so I always had friends that were first gen and we didn't even think about it until like college or now, now we talk about it. We're like, oh, I guess we were first gen. I guess that's an immigrant thing. I guess that's like a parents of immigrant story. But that was our normal. So I guess with Bougie Diaz, we're also wanting to showcase representation uh, for first generation children of immigrants or daughters of immigrants, because being a daughter is different than being a son. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But um, we we really want to unpack that and like motivate people to be a part of, like to be proud of their heritage and be proud of their lived experiences. So, yeah. Yeah, and I agree with Alicia. My parents, mine's a little bit more complicated, my background story. So I am Portuguese Indian and, I, and I'm American. I was born here. But my great-grandparents were from India. My parents are, and grandparents are born in Africa, Mozambique. So at the time it was a Portuguese colony the war broke out and everyone went to Portugal. So culture-wise, I am Portuguese, but like religion-wise, I am Hindu. So I do follow both, you know, cultures. Um, and I don't come from higher education family. My parents did it to what, fourth grade? And then I don't even think my grandparents ever had an education. Um, so coming here and I growing up in Newark, I, I also didn't feel like I was first generation because Newark was Portuguese based, so everybody came from immigrant, uh, Portuguese immigrant. Um, so, but when I moved to Greenbrook, that's when everything changed, and I was like, "Oh wow, like this is real life." Like my parents' <laughs> mindset is completely different than these Americans, um, you know. And it's just it's such a different mindset, and you know, in college you go to high school for me was probably the hardest because I I just moved. And I um, was kind of like bullied in a way, you know, I didn't really have friends. Um, I didn't have anybody from New York that came with me. So I didn't really connect with people um, until I found some of my friends. And I was like, oh, okay, a lot of them were Americans. Some of them were from first generation. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's so different, you know, and, and our parents or my parents didn't know like the experience from schooling here. So it was kind of hard. Like, I feel like now when I have kids, I'll, I, I would understand them more. Like, oh, wow. Like, I know high school is yeah. going to be tough for you. I know college is this, college is that. Like, you know, like applying to college for us was the first time. My parents didn't know mm -hmm. anything about it. Like, I guess I have two other sisters, but it was, all, it was the same, you know, process for it was us. different, yeah. We, they had no idea. Like, going to college was also very, like, oh, wow, you, you graduated from college. And we're like, yes but such a big deal for us because we are first generation Americans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like now we have a lot of tools that we'll share with our nieces and nephews, hence Thea, and also our, our younger cousins and um, 
our children eventually if we decide to have children or want children or have children in the future. Um, <laughs> or even like for me, like I'm an academic counselor. So a lot of my students, they're not my children, but I share with them my own experiences. So they feel identified. And um, in that way, I'm like an academic bujutia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I, I agree. Like our experience um, can help like yeah. you know the next generation from us yeah like uh are you sure you want to do that like i know what's going on <laughs> i know you're not gonna like what your friend's house you're going to a party they went to house party i'll be at that house party don't worry i already told i already told my nieces and nephews i was like your parents might, might might not be this crazy but i'll be the crazy thea i will have a location on your phone and i'll make sure i know where you're going and you know i'm very yeah. open like you know party drugs was a big thing in high school um oh, wow. especially in the area that we grew up like you would see drugs everywhere so obviously they're gonna want to experience that like the drugs the alcohol and you know like our parents or at least my parents they never really experienced that in, in school yeah so yeah, i'd be like yeah. um i know what you're doing no i mean or if you want to sure but i'll go with you and i know what you're doing or if you need anything, like call me off and I'll go get you at the house party. You know, if you want to try this drug, okay. But I have to be there, you know, just like, yeah. I don't want them to be so close-minded like we were growing up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think for me, it was different because uh, in high school, I was um, ninth grade, until ninth grade, I was in Paraguay. So I lived middle school years and high school freshman year in Paraguay where I would go to Quince, so you were a bit oh, like open to going to, um, I guess chaperoned parties would be the thing, um, I guess called to translate it here. But in high school, it was actually part of DARE. So uh, was it DARE or SHARE, sorry, SHARE. So we would go around like educating on like binge drinking and uh, drug abuse. And um, I, I wasn't really part of that scene in high school. So I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure it did exist, but um, I don't as a as a bujitia, um, that's an interesting conversation to have with like younger uh, children, especially with this TV show called Euphoria. I haven't seen it, but it's causing a lot of uh, conversations around like drug abuse and uh, high school students and all of that stuff. So um I kind of want to watch the season now just to see it from like an older perspective versus living it in high school. Um, but those even navigating any experience in high school as a first generation is new to us or was new to us. Um, and our, our parents bring their culture and their like upbringing into that conversation and will I think navigate it differently because we grew up here and it's a different thing. Um, but we hope that you guys feel like um, you feel represented and identify it in like our podcast. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we want. <laughs> that's our goal. That's the goal. So, like, oh yeah, I did that in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> you know, and I want you guys to also like laugh by yourselves while you're listening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not take too, life too seriously. Yes, or um, yourself too seriously. Yeah. And I also think like me and Delicia are love to travel so much because we come from the first generation. Like at least mm -hmm. for me, 
um, I started traveling at a very young age. My parents were big travelers, and oh. um, the minute they got their green card, because hello, like they didn't have their green card, they weren't they were illegal here, so they worked hard to yeah. get their green card. And um, I have two other sisters, so finally, when I was born, I was what a year old or whatever. I think a year old. Um, they were finally got their green card, and that's when they traveled back to Portugal. So I've literally mm-hmm. been traveling since I was one years old. So like from there on, it was like going to Portugal. And then when, you, when you're in Europe, you want to travel Europe and you're allowed to travel Europe or go to Asia because, you know, go to India or, you know, I've been to Thailand when I was like seven. So I've traveled at such a young age. I have such a different mm-hmm. mindset. And I thank my parents for that. Yeah, same. We My parents got their green card in 1995. I want to say I don't know what this specific year but I remember going to Paraguay for the first time and in 1995 so we um, went through that experience and I was four years old so since four I've been traveling and our my parents would go to Paraguay or we would go down the shore in New Jersey or Virginia like they were always up to traveling and going and exploring new places I mean if you think about it our parents are the ultimate explorers because they immigrated to a country they maybe didn't speak the language, didn't know what they were going to find and like just took this big risk. So when we feel like uncomfortable taking a risk, I always remind myself like my parents made that happen for us to like live this life we live in the United States and be able to travel the world, right? Because of that, I wanted to study abroad and because of that, I wanted to live abroad again. Um, And like when I was in high school, I wanted to live in France for a year um, it didn't, or not France, I'm sorry, Australia for a year. So it did end up working out, but I ended up going six months when I was in college. So um, I'm really grateful for my parents and like our parents who like, if we have an idea or a dream or want to go explore somewhere, they're like, yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. they, they support us. <clears throat> yeah. And um, like my parents came to America with no money. <laughs> yeah. Like literally nothing like I don't know I can't see myself going to a different country which I don't know I don't speak the language have no money and like try to figure it out and you know like I am grateful you know they suffered a lot in this country but they made such a better life for us for the three of us for me and my sisters and now my nieces and my nephews and you know the next generation um but yeah they they went through a lot (laughs) yeah yeah um, exactly when I when we get nervous about doing something it's like wait a minute but we speak the language we grew up here like we know we just are yeah. scared because of like maybe internal internalized fear or like we maybe had to work on our self-worth or like our insecurities because we all have insecurities um and like work through that to like feel um like we can do something yeah and I even look at my mom because she raised pretty much three kids on her own my dad was around but he was always working so like yeah. seeing her being so independent, so being strong, like she had to hustle to like mm-hmm. take care of us and three kids, three girls, it's not yeah. easy. So yeah. like I look up to that, be like, when I become mother, like I'm gonna be independent, I'm gonna hustle and you know get through this. Yeah. So same. Yeah. So shout out to our parents. Yes. <laughs> So let us know in the comments what you how you define bougie. Are you gonna take that as like an identifier, bougie tia, um, or if you're bougie hermana or abuela, or um, 
And then if you're, if you identify as first gen, uh, what are your first gen experiences? We would love to know. Tag us in on Instagram, subscribe to YouTube and until the next one. Yes. Bye guys. Beijos. Kisses. Ha, ha, ha.